0: Welcome back to the Thunder Rooster Podcast My name is Rob My name is Bro. Hello everybody and welcome. welcome We are really, really looking forward to this episode We are talking about War Dogs Today It is a, a movie from 2016 six, Thank you <laughs> <It's like laughs> At a brain fart, like what you're doing Yep, yeah. 2016 It's loosely based on a true story Stars: Miles Teller, Jonah Hill, Anna. You, you said it. Go for it. Go for it. I don't remember it. <laughs> I've had some drinks since then. <laughs> uh, She's one of those ladies that you know you would kind of, you would think you would never forget her name, but <laughs> very beautiful.
1: Anna Anna Day. I'm still waiting for it to pop up. <laughs>
0: Let me get my phone out and <laughs>
1: Bradley Cooper while we're waiting.
0: Her name is Anna Diarmas. Diarmas. Why did I forget?
1: Because we're idiots.
0: Bradley Cooper, as well Mr. as Kevin Pollack. Um, This was directed by Todd Phillips. Uh, I love the actors in this movie. I love Todd Phillips's movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously we've covered a handful of them on the show, but um, yeah, he's <laughs> he's really funny. Um, this was kind of, he basically picked this movie up and wrote a script loosely based on the true story from a 2000 and it was either 2011 or 2013 Rolling Stones article Mm -hmm. over these two guys. So you have, um, David (laughs) Bosch, is that how you spell his last name?
1: That I honestly was not really comfortable to pronounce that. (laughs)
0: I was with you. Oh, uh, my bad. It's David Packhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Packhouse. I don't know why I said it. And Ephraim
1: Deveroli. Deveroli.
0: Deveroli. So yeah. So you finally got a chance to yes. watch this last night. Uh-huh. How was it was
1: it was such an awesome movie. Yeah. Like it it from the beginning to the end, I was thoroughly interested, intrigued, and laughed my ass off. Yeah. Catch I'm a big fan a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a really big fan of, you know, Jonah Hill movies. I love the 21 jump street. I mean, yeah, it's all about that. Miles
0: Teller has finally started winning. He's very good. Over. And like, I've
1: seen him in, uh, insurgent that series. Yeah. I think he, was he in hunker games?
0: No, I don't think uh-huh. so. Nope. Maybe. I don't <laughs> I know. I'm not, um, between but he's been in a
1: couple <laughs> things, but he's, he's good actor. Yeah. I, I like, I like the chemistry those two had on
0: screen for sure. Yeah. Miles Teller, I've I'm hoping we can do this in the future, sometime soon, maybe even toward Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but like, Miles Teller is in this movie called Whiplash, and it's about him being a drummer, and he actually is a drummer, but it shows him kind of working his way up through like a Juilliard-type style of, you know, uh, art school. Of percussion?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I thought when you said Whiplash, he just started... Busting out Metallica or something. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Yeah. Okay, That's cool. Okay, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, very interested. Do you want me to kind of give the plot? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, Roosters, if you guys aren't familiar with the movie, um, as Ron said, based on a true story, you had two, two gentlemen, younger guys. Uh, basically, one was a massage therapist, mm-hmm. just kind of working to make ends meet, and he he, David, I'm sorry. David's the one being the massage therapist. He actually runs into Ephraim at a funeral. Ephraim. Ephraim. I knew a couple of friends uh, in high school named Ephraim.
0: I'm not surprised.
1: Anyways, <laughs> them. Um So with that, it, they basically have a meeting at a funeral. And David's mother was not really very thrilled about David being in Ephraim's company because of just, he just kind of grew up. He was a... Kind of a bad kid. They kind of got into trouble when they were younger. Yeah. So basically, they they meet, and Ephraim's like, "Hey, got kind of business, kind of couple business propositions. If you're interested, you know, let me know." Basically, they hook up together to find out. And then what I wasn't really sure of is that Ephraim is basically in kind of like a business where he's you know buying, trading, selling
0: mm-hmm.
1: military equipment. Right. And it starts at different levels, like I think it was helmets, vests, kind of low-level key stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's just kind of we're getting into these programs where, where we're trying to do defense contracts. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what it was like, whoa, like you're looking down a database, you know, because at this point, what they reference in the movie around the 2007, 2008, is that with the war Or everything leading up after that with the war, everything in the the machines, the weapons, everything was just out there. And basically people had free reign. Mm -hmm. Nothing illegal at that point, but just the idea was they were selling weapons to different countries. Yeah, (laughs) I mean.
0: I think it's interesting that aside from our little one year show that mm -hmm. we just did last week, but, uh. This is following nine eleven, which is, you know, the whole story that this movie is based off of is because of the after effects and consequences of nine eleven. And interestingly enough, as we'll, we'll lead more details on about this, but um, whenever they got caught and everything like that, the AEY company or whatever. AEY Inc. A-E-I-O-U. But their their company uh, is allowed to do business with the government again next yeah, year. Yeah, and that crazy. How do you feel? How do I... I remember nothing seeing is that crazy movie. anymore. Right, I nothing remember is... seeing that movie and being like, "Man, that's a long time. I don't know if you can come back from something like that."
1: <laughs> People love a comeback story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Bert Kreischer got famous off a of Rolling Stones article, so you know, maybe Seriously. these guys can turning into stand-up comedians. Should, and,
1: <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm trying to find... The, there's a quote that Joan Hill's character says, a, a good one, about the, <laughs> the idea laugh. of, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I'm the is baddest that? and
0: most retarded. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... It's crazy seeing all these guys in here. Bradley Cooper is in the movie, but he literally is only in the movie for maybe a total yeah. of... Eight minutes. I was,
1: I was kind of surprised by that just because of his... His star power, but that's what the role was for.
0: I think I think that has a lot to do with it. Plus, I mean, the director, you know, the director basically gave Bradley Cooper his big break. You know, I know he was the bad guy in Wedding Crashers, but I didn't really see much of him in anything else until ha- The Hangover came along. And that's when he kind of skyrocketed. Here it was. So who knows, it might have just been like a, hey, you owe me a favor, bud. <laughs> <I>
1: Agreed. <laughs> But yeah, okay, found the quote. So this is one thing that David says in the movie, and it's like, it kind of, it was interesting Mm -hmm. just because of the idea of when people look at war and weapons and how this stuff goes on. He literally says in the film, he says, what do you know about war? He says, they'll tell you it's all about patriotism, democracy, or some shit about the other guy hating our freedom. (laughs) But you want to know what it's really about? What do you see? A kid from Arkansas doing his patriotic duty to defend his country. I see a helmet, fire retardant gloves, body armor, and an M16. I see $17,500 per soldier. That's what it costs to outfit one American soldier. That's crazy. Over 2 million soldiers fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. It costs the American taxpayer $4.5 each year just to pay the air conditioning bill for those wars. <laughs> really? And that's what war is really about. War is economy. Mm-hmm. And he's anybody who tells you otherwise, uh, you're either on something or stupid. That's a direct quote from David. Yeah, but the idea that war is economy or war equals money, money equals
0: war—the <laughs> military-industrial complex, buddy. <laughs> uh,
1: so that just—that's just one thing to just wrap your head around in the process with it. But
0: kind of irritates the. Irritates no, me I Think about that kind of stuff. True. I mean, obviously, some stuff is necessary, but at the same time, it's like, wow, it really costs that much. (laughs) Is that retail? (laughs) Yeah, right. Is that that the
1: taxpayer discount on the side? I mean, yeah, it's astronomical.
0: Don't get me wrong. I support our troops and whatnot. Right. But that was, was that crazy. That is that's was like, crazy. Though.
1: They just literally showing like, you know, gloves, with body the CG in the M-16. movie, it's like all the soldiers just run by. It's like I see they're just adding the cost dollars. for each military Oh, item. yeah. It's they really got, like, the little coated lines. Like, here's the grenade. Here's the grenade. Here's the, you know, the body armor. It's just like it was all met now. Yeah.
0: That was really nice. So, yeah, the movie kind of starts out as you see David kind of just doing his thing. He's a massage therapist. And Ephraim ends up meeting up with him at a funeral. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were childhood friends or whatever. Yes. See, in the movie, I think they're in like in the same grade type mm-hmm. situation. In real life, there's a huge gap <laughs> there's, yeah, between there's their a, there's age. An, yeah, there's totally an
1: age <laughs> difference involved with them. Yeah. They, they met They met at a um, synagogue. Yeah, so like so the biggest
0: synagogue in Miami mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah,
1: grew up in Miami Beach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so they they meet up and, you know, this guy's completely laying it on thick with David. Ephraim's just chatting it up. First thing I want to do, let's get out of here. Screw your job. Let's go get high. So they go look for weed. Dude rips him off. He goes <laughs> Ephraim goes in the back of his car, whips out a machine gun. And, and just, just starts, starts shooting, shooting it in, in day in broad
1: daylight. Yeah. I mean so that that man has no fear.
0: <laughs> Dave's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, don't worry about it. I have a class three firearms license. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't mean you can that shoot me sir.
1: <laughs> You'll still go to jail like everyone else. I mean, come on.
0: Right. But I just love this movie so much because yeah. then he starts laying it, on, laying it on even harder. Starts talking about how much money they can make. Next thing you know. David's hooked. He wants to do it.
1: Well, he's got a he's got a baby on the way. Yeah,
0: he finds out he's got a baby yeah. on the way. And can we take a moment and just you know appreciate how wonderfully beautiful Liz is, or is <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anna Diarmos? I mean,
1: yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Sure.
0: He's like, come
1: on, come on. <laughs> she's an attractive young lady, sure. Yeah, she's probably
0: like, she has one of the most symmetrical faces I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to with yeah. looks and attractiveness, right? We're all looking for symmetry we like.
1: <laughs> Sometimes, maybe.
0: <laughs> no, I'm getting no. all the time. <laughs> all the time. You're an idiot. Yep. Everything's symmetry.
1: (laughs) But one of the things that we can point out, too, is that um, David had a dream. You know, he took all his savings and put it into Egyptian cotton.
0: You know, I forgot to look up in the real story if that was a real thing, because I don't remember reading that. I mean, it was what,
1: 400 count?
0: I just like the the excuse that they give. Like, why would I buy this? Have you ever touched an old person's yeah. skin? feels like a feels like a reptile. Would you wrap a reptile in this amazingly nice cotton cheating? No, no, I guess I wouldn't.
1: He's <laughs> like, well, then you just answered your question, right?
0: It was all. like I overlooked one small problem in my business business aspects. Nobody really gives a fuck about old people, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was disheartening, But yeah, that's what they said,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a interestingly notable uh, uh special appearance whenever they first go to a nightclub dan belzerian is yeah, yeah. doing a little pop-up spot in there where he <laughs> knocks out jonah hill for you know saying some interesting things to his lady yeah <laughs> he asked for it. he's like
1: damn that hurt
0: he's been in a few movies but that's the first one and maybe even only one i've ever remember seeing him in i think he might have been in um Uh, one of the, it was a big war movie a few years back. I can't remember that. Mark Wahlberg was in it. Oh, uh, Lone Survivor.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: I had it. I was just like, come on, get it straight. Come on. Come on. Well, yeah. Um, what was your favorite kind of like Ephraim moment?
1: (laughs) I mean, there were many, but here's, here's what I liked the most.
0: We were talking about earlier on, like the early parts of the movie. Of the
1: movie, well, no, I. uh, I'll
0: give you mine real quick, just an example. Go ahead. His fucking laugh.
1: Oh no, the (laughs) laugh is. (laughs) Laugh is classic.
0: My wife was so annoyed by me because I would constantly hit that shit all the time, (laughs) and she's like, "If you make that laugh again, I'm going to slap you." I was
1: just. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean. Honestly, my favorite parts for his character was just watching how he interacted with others. Yeah. There was there was a point in the Rolling Constantly Stone article
0: changing his personality yes, and stuff. But look,
1: he's 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 doing sales. I mean, he he basically he did the right thing. He's he's out there selling himself and he's selling a story or he's being a part of it on what that other person's going to want to hear and feel. Yeah, and he was a master at. and if it didn't work in his favor like we've obviously saw through the movie when the times are good money's flowing everything's great he's got the great pitches but when it goes bad it's immediately starts crying i'm i lost my house like my my (laughs) wife's gonna divorce me the kids are not good like puts the whole waterworks on there and and it works yeah (laughs) from a guy who didn't even have have done anything
0: that's funny because right before that part um you know he walks in on them having a little friends uh, dinner or whatever. Yeah. And he gets supposedly to take her off. friends and stuff right. like that. goes <laughs> in there. So, so, you know, all know I'm his best friend and I should have been, a, I probably should have been invited to this. It was like, why would you say something like that? Like, why would you say because that? Because that particular
1: character that he played is one that has no boundaries, no filters. No. Just didn't give a fuck.
0: No. There's an appreciation one would have for somebody that doesn't have a filter. But at the same time, they're really annoying to be around.
1: <laughs> well, David's character even says he's like, Yeah, you know, this this guy put people in their places. He like stood up for himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I want to be that guy. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was a nice moment. But then obviously we see where we go.
0: Yep. We will come yes. right back after this break and we'll get into what is probably the best little buddy vacation you can ever have. <laughs> And live through. Right. <laughs> we'll back, be guys. right back. Bro, I'm the fattest and most retarded. <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back. War Dogs. Fucking hilarious movie, but all kinds of seriousness. Yeah. So we want to kind of lead in a little bit more about kind of why these guys ended up in the position they did. And a lot of it had to do with the Bush administration. (laughs) So they were doing all these open government contracts and they were just feeding them to Bush's boy Cheney and his friends. And they got caught doing it. So that opened the floodgate to pretty much anybody who wanted a a government contract with that they were kind of given the chance it doesn't make sense but yes it did i mean yeah that's kind of what what led us to this amazing adventure of this these two young gentlemen breaking bad essentially <laughs> all right so
1: I just, sorry, I keep thinking of Jonah Hill, like Tom. Like, do you just want to rub guys off all day? I'm yeah. like, dude, he's like, I'm a massage therapist.
0: <laughs> Whatever. He's like, so is it mandatory that you have to finish them off every time? <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway, sorry. They have this Beretta deal, right? So they end up buying a bunch of Italian Berettas because they're manufactured in Italy. For our...
1: For our listeners and viewers who are not familiar with what a Beretta is, it is a firearm, a pew-pew. It's a handgun made
0: in Italy. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Buongiorno. Um. Well, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, Paul. You threw me off. Anyways. The Beretta deal. The Beretta deal. So, they end up getting this. There's an embargo that's happening because the Italians don't want anything to do with the war, apparently. And they do not want to sell their guns to basically anything going on with the Middle East. So, this is a major hiccup for them because they, they're they basically... They have the bid for the Berettas for the U.S. Army. Well... They find out from the general. I'm assuming,
1: yeah. Private Pyle. He calls them up and goes, "What the <laughs> fuck is where are my guns at?
0: Where are my guns?" <laughs> but yeah, he he kind of was like, um, you didn't know about the embargo. Blah blah blah. You I guys gotta be my, the dumbest gun runners in the world. <laughs> my guns are held up at an air force base in Kabul or something yeah. like that. So he kind of plays it off, and essentially. They're going to shut them down, and if they get shut down on a major bid like that, it's a major red flag, and it will uh, pretty much make it to where they cannot uh, do any more bids with the government. After It's basically getting blacklisted.
1: So it's a one-shot deal. If you screw up, you're done.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're going full-on panic mode. They decided that they're going to take themselves, fly overseas, and try to get this fixed themselves. So they fly out there to Kabul pretty sure it's cool well, if not I'll, I'll fix it you know i'll put it on the screen right here and you'll hear the rooster crow <laughs> but they get out there uh they try and get some arrangement made and instead of having another flight somehow get the amp or the guns over there a the guy pulls up in a old random truck and they're gonna make a drive it's like five hours it's like or no, it was like 500 miles. They'd be be there by day, daylight or something like that. So, <laughs> let's
1: drive through Iraq. That sounds like a great what idea. They call it
0: the Devil's Triangle or something yeah, like that? Yeah, once, that's once
1: they do rendezvous with, you know, the United States Army. Yeah, he's like, you survived?
0: Yeah. <laughs> they drive the entire night. They get stopped. And then at the end of it, they're basically being chased. And, uh... The the U S military saves their ass, you know. They're that's so awesome. One of my favorite parts of the movie, and it sums up how pretty much I'm sure all the veterans that served back then and stuff would see these fucking American guys or whoever driving these trucks. They're going to put their life on the line for somebody, and they see them drive by, they're laughing their ass off, and they're just like, "Fuck you, you fucking asshole." You know. So. Well,
1: you thought you know, at one point you thought that that would have been the end for them. You know, they literally had. You know, like two motor cars going after them, shooting at them. It was almost like they were sitting ducks. It was just a matter of time. And then all of a sudden, then the party brigade comes by and they're all <laughs> yeehaw. They're shooting up the place
0: and <laughs> they had greenest <laughs> clear water plane. <laughs> our- it's like America.
1: That was cool. I was like, Yeah, you're not messing with us now. Huh. That's so tough. That's great. So that was very exciting. I, I enjoyed that
0: part. So they sealed the deal on the Beretta deal. So this essentially leads them to a way bigger uh, expansion of the, the business. Fort Knox
1: of deals coming, yeah.
0: But also to note, you know, when they're getting paid for it, they've got essentially they call Saddam Hussein the godfather. He had what it was like, it was like $12.8 billion in cash, all in crates and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the guy's just
1: behind him. He's like, Look, this dude's a godfather.
0: He's like, You call him the godfather? He's like, Who else do you know that's got this much money <laughs> sitting here on just, crates,
1: you know, whatever you need it? Yeah.
0: So. That was kind of funny and sad at the same time. But anyways, they go on. They, s- they actually get an office, label the business, which A-E-ha. was A-E-ha. It actually turns out it was actually a shell company of his uncle that he just kind of swapped in and took the name of. So they didn't actually come up with the name A.E.Y. Well,
1: remember, remember the guy in the boardroom? So what does A.E.Y. So stand, what does A-E-Y, for? A-E-Y stand for? Like, get you, the fuck out of here.
0: He's like me. <laughs> IBM. Who the fuck knows what that stands for? <laughs> he, he tells him why IBM stands for He didn't like that too no, me. He's
1: get on my office.
0: Honestly, somebody throwing that kind of shade at you the first time and you're trying to hire them. Be like, get the fuck out. I don't want you around here. Smart ass. <laughs>
1: Made it very clear.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, it was a great movie. Um, it's full of so many funny things. Well,
1: no, we got we got a. We got to talk about the biggest mishap. Oh,
0: we're getting there. Oh, you're just 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 buttering me up. I'm buttering it up a little bit. Working it nice and slow. Okay. Yeah. So, in order to fulfill this mammoth of a contract that they found or that David found in the movie, they're going to have to go to Vegas to essentially what is the Comic Con (laughs) of arms dealers, you know, (laughs) all kinds of military contracts, weapons uh, manufacturers, and stuff like that. They go there and they strike out and strike out hard. And by chance or coincidence, or maybe it was on purpose, they meet Bradley Cooper's character. I forgot what his name was in the movie. Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) While he's looking for that, I'll keep talking. He uh, randomly runs into him while... uh, you know, he's playing, I believe, uh, blackjack and end up wanting to meet. So David's character has got to go and fish Ephraim from his hotel where he's currently banging a hooker. Yeah, so yeah, he did. They end up getting a meeting with this guy and find out that in order to pull all this stuff off, he's the guy you want to talk to because... He is essentially the broker for a huge deal with, um, what was it, the Baltics? Yes. Or there was a war for the Baltics during the Cold War, and they were like building up a bunch of weaponry and stuff and like they that. They
1: just had massive amounts of these stockpiles in Europe. Yeah, and
0: they just never ended up going to war, so they're Bradley trying Cooper's, to get rid
1: of it. Bradley Cooper's character is Henry Gerard. That's, That's right, right. Henry Gerard. It's like he's not really in much of it. It's like yeah, a couple eight seasons. minutes maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. But yeah, turns out this guy's basically their golden ticket to get this this bid fulfilled completely. And they find David finds out, and Ephraim, I guess, that he's on a uh, terrorist watch list, which is why he's not fulfilling the bid himself. (laughs) So he's not allowed to do business in America. He was nice enough to at least acknowledge and tell them that. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> hey, the bud. way they painted him in the movie <laughs> doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. No. What was that quote that he had uh, at the end of the movie? It's like, I'm not a bad guy, but from time to time, I have to ask myself, what would a bad guy do? <laughs> you know? That's brilliant. That was a badass, badass line. statement. <laughs> badass one. Wholeheartedly. Uh, I love Bradley Cooper, Me too. But yeah, so... They get all this going out. They show them a the little container when they finally get there to check all the stuff because they want to see it in person. Everything looks legit, so on and so forth. So they start working on it. Well, while Ephraim's, you know, doing all kinds of dirty deeds in in the States, David's over there. Yeah, that's... And he's doing all the grunt work. That kind of
1: pissed me off a little bit. He's just sitting there from his, you know, cozy chair in Miami. Yeah, away from his there. kid
0: and his yeah, wife. Yeah. And, you know, come to find out, they just saw a little piece of the pie, and the rest of it was Chinese ammo, not just the Russian ammo.
1: Again, just to let you guys know, we're talking 100 million rounds. Mm Mm-hmm. 100 million bullets.
0: Yep. Six, five, two. (laughs) AK rounds. So, of
1: course, what they did was, yeah, you want to check the merchandise? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like you said, they bring one box out.
0: I actually probably got that wrong. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I probably just said that wrong. Oh. Anyways.
1: So they had one box in a while. They showed everything. They took it out. Everything looked legit. And they're like, we're good. Let's go. Anything you buy, don't you maybe inspect it? Especially a large purchase, potentially. Something like
0: that, yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to go I'd through like to, everything. Right.
1: Yeah. I'd like to check everything. And they would have been like, No, we're just waiting. I mean, don't
0: you ever even acknowledge the old remedy of something, you know, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. You know.
1: I understand that one. Not too many do. So, so what happens after that, Ron?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) David comes up with a plan. And that's to repackage the Chinese ammo. Which is a great idea. They would have got away with it. But they ran into a little issue. See, in order to repackage it, they hired some uh, some box guys there in the country. And, you know, they did all the numbers. And they said, it'll cost you this much. It was only $100,000. These guys are trying not to bust out laughing because that's like pennies to them at this point. So, they go ahead and agree with it. Moving forward, well not only does the dirtbag Ephraim (laughs) try to squeeze you know um, Gerard out of the whole deal but he also is trying to fuck over the whole process of getting the ammo repackaged so you, you got Gerard basically kidnapping David hold them at gunpoint they let him go, yep. but yeah, the damage is done. Yep. So, he's getting the fuck out of the country. Ephraim's trying to fucking do what he does, smooth the whole thing over. It does not go well. So, he tries to quit altogether. Ephraim ripped his contract up when he was gone. They were supposed to split the profits 70-30. They had it written up together. He fucked him over because he is a fucking greedy motherfucker Mm -hmm. I mean just seeing how he reacted to finding out how much um, they won on the bid because they were like 53 million dollars cheaper than the lowest other bidder
1: (laughs) yeah they lost their crap
0: (laughs) he lost his shit and I was like (laughs) oh this guy is like it makes sense in the end you know but I mean he was just trying to squeeze every bit of money he could out of the whole thing So, essentially, it gets to where David just doesn't even care anymore. He just wants to go back to jerking guys off after massage. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants to go back to being a massage therapist. So, well, the guy that they fucked over on the $100,000 repackaging thing, he turned him in. Yeah.
1: Sucks to be you.
0: Yeah, so the FBI sees David and Ephraim, and that was that. Goodbye. Um, David got, what, seven months house arrest? He got
1: seven months house arrest, and Ephraim got four years. Yeah,
0: and AEY could not do business with the government again or do any kind of bidding or government contracts like that for, I don't remember the years, but it's 2022 is whenever they can officially (laughs) do it again, which I doubt they will. That's crazy. I I
1: sure hope that they won't want to go that route. You never know. Or if they did then then keep your bids small and don't <laughs> just
0: keep getting the crumbs <laughs> right exactly and he
1: made a great point on that that's just like you know sometimes greed is not good yeah sometimes you know you can have a little bit to have enough
0: yeah you know don't want to so, have it all just want to have enough
1: yes sir 30
0: 30 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> all right so closing statements on this it's a great movie i highly suggest you go see it I don't think we really gave any quite spoilers because it's all kind of like historical stuff, but I mean, it's loosely based on the true story. So I'm sure we did a horrible job of piecing this all together. So you can watch the movie perfectly through (laughs) and through and not be spoiled at all. (laughs) (laughs) We just get excited about it folks. Yes. but yeah,
1: definitely like that. It was a good one,
0: but yeah, I will definitely rate that movie. Probably a, Nine out of ten. I think it's a really great movie. I just love it because it's, you know, the comedy, the kind of, not really thrill, but it's more of a serious movie. Oh, yeah. It got what sus- do you call it? Like a drama? A
1: drama suspense? Yeah, it gets suspenseful as shit when you find out. Suspense, yeah, that's Did a And you just screwed the United States yeah. government over. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much suspenseful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
0: to the big house. Yeah. I hit pause. There we are, right back again. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm gonna throw a clapping real quick. I'll edit that up. Well, yeah. Sorry about that. I, I was meant to go click a folder, and I clicked the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the three shots of funny.
1: Well, that's it. We're done.
0: All Unless right. yeah, I want to add it.
1: Oh no. Do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, what do you got for us? <laughs> All right, um, it's Kelly's turn, right? Sure,
1: yes, it is. Um, the first one, her pick will be uh, "move over, move over." To
0: say that he the same twenty-five second response over and over again, <laughs> it's a Yield Side, you moron! Obviously, he can't yield. <laughs> Guy should have put it in bars. I mean, he I had every right to he, complain.
1: He just literally opened the door, and I'm like, "Dude, this guy's gonna fall out." Oh, That's
0: why God. you don't want to participate in road rage. No. You're not clearly thinking.
1: No. <laughs> no. Good point. Don't don't ever stick with road
0: rage. Not good. All right, I'll go next. Yes. Um, mine is called irregular response. Hi, my name is Becca.
1: Hi, I'm Amy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What is your personal philosophy of rehabilitation? So, my personal philosophy of rehabilitation. <laughs> 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 I'm a professional. <laughs> I a- I'm a
0: professional. <laughs> Not right there, you weren't. <sighs> oh, <yeah. sighs> I hope she was sick and that wasn't her normal laugh, but that sounded like a fart. <laughs> yeah, not too professional. <laughs> I wish I could re- replicate that sound, but I can't. <laughs> I've only made that sound when I'm deathly sick and just coughing my head off. All right, what do you got, Paul?
1: Uh, this one's called Helping Hand. Helping Hand. Oh! Look out! There's that bike. He's like, "I got you."
0: I could have been bad. I
1: could have been. He's like, "No, no, I'll do. I'll help you out."
0: Uh, don't hold it. <laughs> <laughs> so much for helping. <laughs> would you don't call that? Scooter. In, would you call that instant karma, though? Or?
1: I, I, yeah, I
0: don't know. It's one of those things that like, what I don't know because he, he was helping. They were he both trying, trying to help doing. each other, and at that point. Somehow it still happened. Maybe that was just the universe saying, like, hey, this has got to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you open your door, I'll knock you over your bike.
0: All right. Oh. All right, folks. We hope you Good enjoyed stuff. this episode. Yes. Uh, we have a special interview lined up for next week. And then we are going to announce right now, right here, we are making October another paranormal month. Ooh. As well as having uh, our Halloween special. And hopefully. You know, we can make it better than we had last year. Last year was pretty fun. That's the goal. But yeah. All right, everybody, hope you have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week. Peace guys. Keep it the fattest and most retarded.